Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dietrich Davis, and we are on another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. Um, I'm Mark. I'm, I'm Dietrich Davis, and, and I'm Mark Morell. And um, um, we're about to get into some shit a little bit different this episode. How different we going, brother? So I was gonna do a general show, and and realizing this general show situation, this ain't no general show, right? Our last episode, we talked about, uh, we did our predictions for SummerSlam, what Correct. we believe. I think that's our best prediction show. I think people are learning that the sound, they have to grow with the sound. Right. I think people are going to like that show much. I'm going to be. T- I'm going to ask you to tweet it 20 times a day on oh, SummerSlam day. It's time for go. Over this weekend, I think there should be 50 tweets with that show. All right. Uh, let's go crazy on it. Let's promote it all over <clears> SummerSlam. <throat> but this show is dedicated to a particular female wrestler. Which, mm-hmm. ironically, not exactly what she was talking about. Um, but me and you were ironically talking about racism and colorism, which is the new, which is the millennial term, colorism. Yep, racism and colorism in the business of professional wrestling, which is nothing new because this topic has been right around for such a long, long time. And then last night, this young lady Thanos snapped. <laughs> mm. Um. And I'm going to say this first, and I'm not going to say this as a fact or anything. I'm sorry. Dave Meltzer is the new Alex Jones. And the question I want people to ask themselves as they listen to this podcast, should should Dave Meltzer be silenced? Now, I say this specifically. Dave Meltzer, like Alex Jones, has been right three, four, five, maybe ten times in their whole career. Mm-hmm. But 98 or 90, let's say 92% of the time, they're 100% wrong. Right. They are getting information, Dave Meltzer. And I'm going to say this. He can get mad. We, me and him can talk about it. We, us three can talk about it. Um, we know you get a lot of your information from the boys in the back. We do know sometimes you can be informative depending on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're flat out wrong. You call people who are who were sat next to Vince McMahon 100% wrong when they're doing shows proving that they were 100% right. Yep. And you got a lot of people who follow the Meltzer report as if that is the definition of God of professional wrestling. Can you be arrested? Kevin, the question was put presented to Kevin Nash. Can you be a wrestling commentator, not commentator, a judger of professional wrestling well, and critic? critique professional wrestling and never book the show and never wrestle the match? Yes, you can. If you purchase something, you can critique it. That is your freedom of right. Even if you do not purchase something, you can still critique it if that's where you're putting your train of thought to. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a minute as I'm a little long-winded here, Mark. Um... For the last few years, even before we started this podcast, before my friends I've talked wrestling about, it's, it's a heart, it's a part of my heartbeat. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I love the wrestling business through and through. I love it worse. I love it more when it's in its worst times because that's when your passion really comes out. Right. But Dave Meltzer has proven himself to be the dangerous influence in the business of wrestling. And other podcasters and other people who critique wrestling go to the Meltzer Report sometimes as if that is the word of God and that is the testaments in the good book. Now, 
I do not subscribe to any system of belief. I do believe there is intelligent designer. I do know I did not come to this planet itself. But the one thing I do know, if a man makes himself the law and system of the belief, it cannot work. Dave Meltzer has unconsciously made himself the law and system and the word of professional wrestling. And we have a lot of millennials and generation Xers and a lot of dudes who believe this man has all the answers. Yes, he caught a small paycheck from WWE. Yes, he talked as if he um, met Vince McMahon and he wasn't intimidated by him. Fine, you had bigger balls that day not to be intimidated. I think you were... I think that he's a very ignorant person, not ignorant in the lack of knowledge, ignorant in the fact that he knows enough information to think that he's right, but not enough information to know that he's wrong. Dave Meltzer, unfortunately, had stepped on the wrong toe at the wrong time, and the business of professional wrestling has responded. And I think people all across the board think Meltzer is not shit. I think he's a dude who thinks he has all of the answers only because he has a great wealth of knowledge. And I'm not going to take about it. This nigga is the teacher. Yep. This nigga does know his knowledge. He knows his matches. I'm not going to take any of what he knows away. But when it comes to being damaged, he's the person who brought up ratings and made it where fans pay attention to ratings when the ratings mean nothing to them. If you do not, If you're not a major shareholder, you should not be concerned about the ratings. He has exposed more of the locker room than anyone has in the business of professional wrestling. Yes, we're not in the kayfabe days anymore, and we all know wrestling is fake. Or, as I would say, predetermined for the viewer's experience. Mm -hmm. We all know that professional wrestling is entertainment with a large athletic scenario built around it. And the gimmick... Of sports, of this particular sports entertainment, is two guys grappling in a ring, telling a un, telling a story to get you from one point to the next, and to draw as much emotion or hate out uh, emotion, whether hate or or good, out of you. Dave Meltzer, I believe, has single handedly ruined it, just like Alex Jones. Being the great conspiracy theorist, everything is a conspiracy. Sandy Hook kids were fake. People were fake tears, fake this. Dave Meltzer has officially Sandy hooked himself. And he goes on to talk about a female wrestler in WWE that she was more attractive this. Now, us as men, I'm not going to become a feminist on this topic. I'm not a feminist. But yes, we do look at women and go, she looks great. She doesn't look great. I don't like her this. I don't like her that. We are now in the generation where you have to keep that to yourself because that is considered toxic masculinity or verbal disrespect Mm -hmm. now Dave Meltzer I'm not judging another man he ain't no pretty boy he don't look like he slings cock like a fucking doctor he doesn't even look like he knows how to pull up on a piece of pussy but he is definitely one of those I believe incel type men who want to be with a woman but don't know how to get a woman and Dave Meltzer couldn't even pull that bitch on her worst day than he could on her on his best day um, I'm almost done with this intro. Right. Forgive me, keep on, uh, keep going. Mr. Morrell. <clears throat> um, Dave Meltzer now have created a frenzy where the day where 
he has violated this female. I liked her better then. And then what makes it is that's not the part that's heartbreaking. Because it's not heartbreaking. It's, dis, it's, it's distasteful. That's the part that's not distasteful. The part that's, dis, that's distasteful is when Dave Meltzer says solely that I liked her better when she was light-skinned. Lighter. Yeah, I'm using light-skinned, but I liked her better when she was lighter. I'm going to pull up what Dave Meltzer wrote. Would you mind it said in the audio? Would you mind that, Mark? Yeah, if on. I... If I pull it up, man, come on, listen. If listen. I pulled out the receipts like everyone has on Dave Meltzer, please do because it's greatly needed. And everything I'm saying is a quote of Dave Meltzer. I don't give a fuck about his apology because if he didn't have to apologize, he wouldn't have to say he it. wouldn't have apologized. Right. He only did it to save face. Yes, nigga, Dave Meltzer, do not act like you're a victim of the fans. We know what you are. So, let me go to my screen captures. I want people to bear with me because I want to be extremely accurate in how I quote. You know, there used to be a part in this, you know, these iPhones are fucking amazing. But at the same time, they can be the shits. Here we go. Go right ahead, brother. Meltzer says the Iconics got boringed out. They're another one. I thought they had a cool act in NXT and on the main roster. And then on the main roster, I put question mark because that's what it would come under. Um, he didn't say that. I'm just putting question. On the main roster, he said it as more if it was a question. Like, hmm, the main roster, whatever. I don't get a thing about them. I don't think their promos are practic- uh, uh, practically good. Their wrestling isn't good. I think they, e- I- I think they even like... I think they're even like I think the person who wrote it messed that up. I think Peyton Royce transformation to the look to look more attractive. I don't I don't get what he meant by that. I don't know. I don't want to I don't know what to say, but I don't think that. Dot dot dot. Alvarez responds, she was more attractive in NXT in a question format. Melter responds, I thought so. Yes. To me, to me, yes. I would say so, but that's neither here nor there. Alvarez carefully says, no one's saying she's unattractive, by the way. Everybody letting the audience know on the situation. Meltzer responds, I don't know shit. This is where he digs his hole and his rabbit hole goes deep. Yeah, I didn't say that at all, but I don't think... Um. Then he goes, I don't think she doesn't know how to stand. He goes, excuse me. I don't know shit. Yeah, I didn't say that at all, but I don't think she doesn't stand out to me. Now, that makes no sense. I, But I don't think, then, then he pauses. She doesn't stand out to me when she was in NXT. Now, that's what he follows with. Mm-hmm. This is being written as he said it. So if it sounds broken, it's not my reading as this. Alvarez then responds, you know, the one thing I notice about NXT is, and then pause, gets interrupted by Dave Meltzer. She was, dot, 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 she was a lot lighter. I was being asked if you need to go to the bathroom, this would be the time. I'm good, brother. I'm good. Now, 
the missus is jumping in the shower. Um, now, that's pretty heavy. So because a female, now I use the word bitch a lot. Please, people, I want you to forgive me. When I use foul language, it's not that I have lack of another word to say. It's just that I use a lot of foul language. But for this situation, I'm not going to call her a bitch. I'm going to say the woman and female talent. And when I do use the word bitch, it is a person, place, or thing. I use it as a noun. Dave Meltzer, I think, stepped on his final. I think this. I think he sat on his final camel. Okay. He puts himself on a high mm-hmm. horse with no credibility. Would I like to have the air of the wrestling audience that Dave Meltzer has? Yes, yes without question. But I do not want the air of the wrestling audience he has to be my enemy. But there's been a bunch of but there's a bunch of soy boys who suck on the nutsack and hair sack of um, Dave Meltzer. Peyton Royce responds. Um, so what would you have me do, Dave? Starve myself? This is this is how nightmares for young women start. The the females in your life must be proud. I agree with her. You're a sad ass nigga. You tell this woman that when she was skinnier, this that and the other, so a woman has to make herself look sick, eat a certain way, so you can verbally and emotionally and visually approve her to be worthy to grace your television screen. Mm-hmm. A woman that you do not cut a check to, right? A woman that you do not pay. A woman that you wouldn't know how to book and a woman that you don't even you can't even dictate her wrestling style who every female in the roster can out wrestle you because one, you're too old, one, you're prophetic and two, you're just worthless now. A lot of us been thinking that about you and, and, and to quote, I'm not going to call him great, but to quote the favorable. Uh, what's his name from that podcast? Uh there's a whole bunch of them. No, uh, uh, something to wrestle to. Bruce Pritchard. To quote Bruce Pritchard, fuck Dave Meltzer. Um, well, you can also add Tama Tonga to the list. You can also add Kevin Owens to that Kevin list. Kevin Owens to the list. Hold on. I got I to gotta give this. Cornette. Uh, yeah, definitely Cornette. Cornette has let us know how he's felt about... Dave Meltzer for a very, very long time. But I want to send this shot. That's for you, Dave Meltzer. That's for your disrespect. That's for you thinking that that's your body on the floor I'm hitting. Yes, get upset because you feel like I'm attacking you verbally in your new adaption of the millennial generation of emotions that you really don't have. We don't give a fuck about you over here. Um... Oh, you're getting bodied, son. Yeah, we got to load the cannon on him. You want to know why? Because it's there to be have it done for. Mm. But the best shots fired was done by a young lady. What's her name, by the way? Ronnie Nicole. Big Bang. Is it Big Bang? Yeah, Big, Big Bang. Big Bang, Ronnie Nicole. Mm-hmm. This episode is dedicated to her train of thought and her proper train of thought, even though it wasn't heard by a lot of the wrestling community, but enough of the wrestling community. Oh, this young lady pulled out the cannon. Meltzer was dead on arrival. Mm. No hot, no ambulance was needed to pull up, dump his body in the sewage plant. Yes, people, I can talk. Or I can ramble my mouth on for a long time, but that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make before I 
now reintroduce Mark into the conversation because I wasn't trying to take over the show. I just wanted to paint a picture for you to understand. Imagine you going into a business that you have damaged your body for, mm-hmm. mentally prepared yourself for. Mm-hmm. You taking yourself from your your children. Yep. You taking your way from yourself from your loved ones. You're living out of a hotel and a duffel bag and briefcase and briefcase and, and whatever you can. You are making entry level to sometime midway money if you're not one of the big boys. Um, you're on TV making it look easy, but this is not. This is one of the non-most easiest businesses outside of what you see in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Dave Meltzer has proverbially used his vomit mouth and shit and, and, and diarrhea uh, mouth system that he uses, because when he talks, it's all diarrhea, to violate. Now, this is not saying I would not extend the open conversation for me and Mark Morell to talk with Dave Meltzer because he does need to talk to people of color at this moment. Word. You're no different than Hogan. But to say that a female was lighter made her better, that's your personal taste. And obviously, you're just as racist as most of the older guys in the business. Oh, and oh, you, oh, unfortunately, oh, oh. have now become part of the problem. And even though you, we knew you was part of the problem, now it's time that we ask that Dave Meltzer steps away from his commentary of professional wrestling because his commentary now has no value. So when you supported all the white wrestlers, is it because they were lighter? When you supported all the, the, the female wrestlers, was it because they was lighter? Was Sasha Banks too dark for you? Is The Rock's niece too dark for you? What do you think about Nia Jax? Is she too overweight for you? What about Awesome Kong? What about Awesome Kong? Was she too big, black, and nasty for you? Not saying but Awesome Kong is big, black, and nasty, but anybody know Biggie Smalls, that's a line. Was any of the women who came into profession, that Luna have too much tattoos for you when she was around? Was Jackie too black for you? What or about, was you jerking off over Sable? Obviously, only Brock and Vince was able to get that. What, what about uh, Dark Journey? What about all of these women in the business of professional wrestling? So now, I'm sorry. Let's take this call. Hello? Yeah, the nigga can't hear me. Anyway, because I declined <laughs> it. Anyway, so because I have the microphone plugged up, let me buzz him in. Mark, would you take it from there? All right, so Ronnie Nicole basically took Dave Meltzer to school. Um. Once again, props and big up to Ronnie for um, getting on Facebook last night on her live and just expressed herself and her fe- her feelings and her views about Dave Meltzer's comments to uh, Peyton Royce. And just overall, just the dynamic of... <clears throat> A person's viewpoints on the business of professional wrestling if they don't meet or fit the mold of one's opinion professional wrestling is a diverse sport you have everyone from every racial background theological background political background all involved in the sport of professional wrestling to entertain millions of people in north america mexico Japan, Europe, the United States, well, actually said North America, uh, Australia, Africa, all over. Everyone tunes in to see the dynamic of professional wrestling because it offers that particular dynamic for people who view the sport. 
women's wrestling in North America is viable once again. And it's due to the efforts not only of a, a Peyton Royce, but to sisters like Ronnie Nicole, who's grinding on the independence every week. To uh Brandy Rhodes, you know, or uh Ember Moon or so many others, an awesome Kong. And you have to respect what these ladies are doing, what these women are doing in professional wrestling. You gotta respect just the overall dynamic. Right. And and another thing, you have it's not like women were never fans. If you go back to the thirties and the twenties, there was always women in the audience. Um women's a women are women are a big component to professional wrestling, just in the fan bases alone. But also when you sit back and you look at the situation, Dave Meltzer is now insulting any young lady who is darker skinned. Mm-hmm. You're now saying that you shouldn't. Number one, every shade should, every shade should be allowed to do what they want. It's not about skin color. It's technically about talent. Right. Obviously, these two girls got more talent than a little bit if the WWE is investing in them on them on a long term period. Right. NXT is now testing if they're worth the long term period. Right. So you got these young ladies who are investing. You got these young women who are investing in their own dreams and their goals. So because someone is not light enough for you, they shouldn't invest in their dreams. Because someone is not light enough for you, they shouldn't go after their goals. They shouldn't be top pushed to the top of the roster. So when you was talking illy about Naomi, was it solely because she was dark-skinned? Or was it solely because... You don't like her because she's a black bitch and you don't necessarily know how to say that just yet. Right. That's my personal... Or, or, you, or you don't want to get in trouble You don't want to get backlash from it. Right. You should have kept biting your tongue when you had the opportunity to because of whatever's whatever. Well, just keep keep it to yourself, Dave. Right. I mean, listen. I don't think... If, if you're going to... Look, I can easily say there's too many white boys in the business of professional wrestling, but the wrestling business is a white business. It, it's you know it's what always saying? has been. Always has I been. Mean, we have more pe- men of color in there now, but you have more. We have more people who are choosing di- more men of color who are choosing many different careers outside of mm-hmm. basketball and football. Right. So when you sit back and you look at what Dave Meltzer is saying, so I want to know. I would love to have a conversation. So let's talk honest. If you're going to be frank, be frank, stand on your square and say what you feel about everyone. Right. Because then you'll say Awesome Kong and Nia Jax is too overweight. Are you going to say that the people who haven't made it don't have a right to comment on this? Mm -hmm. You got some of us who are sitting there who turned down the big boys and got proof that they turned down the big boys because the money wasn't fucking right. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm not putting myself in the category, but at the same time, said, nah, I'm worth more than that. What about all of the women who, what about all of the wrestlers of color who made more money outside of it because the WWE is not the wheelhouse? And and there, there is a problem. There is a color issue in professional wrestling. And let's talk about that. So, See, this is not just only something that's been going on for today. It's been going on since the beginning. I mean, I'm sure the historian would know that professional wrestling has always been a segregated sport. It has always been black wrestler against black wrestler, regardless to whatever territory you were 
spending your money on to watch professional wrestling, it has always been that way. So let me ask you, so I want to say something very dominant, not dominant, I want to say something very, that's on the records. Um, Tony Atlas says, I never experienced any racism. Uh, what's his name from WWE, former referee? I think he went into the Hall of Fame. What's the guy who used to run SmackDown? He was his character on the show. Teddy um, Long. Teddy Long say he was protected. The boy, let's be keep it real. Tony Atlas is so fucking ignorant, he doesn't know racism when it's happening to him. Yep. Let's keep that real. Teddy Long has been violated in this business for the first 20 years of the business. Ole and Anderson they, laced into his ass. Yeah, everybody. Let me tell you, this Flair things, has did it. Yeah, there's names that we're not talking about. But, Flair, who's also the one who says women don't belong in the business of professional wrestling, and then produced the greatest female wrestler to date, which is ironic. And mm-hmm. none of his sons, probably no disrespect to the one that passed, are not touching the, 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 the laces of Charlotte. Right. Charlotte, to me, wrestles better than Flair. All right? So that's that's another conversation for another day. Right. So now a little girl, let's say in New York City, can't wrestle because you think she's not light enough. What if you just crack the little girl who dream is to become a WWE wrestler exactly. and she doesn't have these commentaries and these conversations that's happening now to help her understand that Dave Meltzer just says something racist, mm-hmm. berating, and foul. So based off of your erection, Mr. Meltzer, bitches can't wrestle? The dynamic on this one is is that kids, our kids, or any kid that- Wait, we don't have any children, but we're talking about kids of our culture, our our colors, Hispanic, black, this, that, and the other. When they watch professional wrestling, they see the Bella Twins. They see a Natalia Nyhart. They see- and Naomi, they see uh, Tamina Snooker, they see a Nia Jax, they see an Alexa Bliss and a Carmella, and they see uh, a Lana, and they see a, a, a Becky Lynch and a Sasha Banks and a Becky. They see all of these wrestlers here getting inside the ring night after night, vying for the championship and standing out and making a name for themselves in professional wrestling. Right. These are the girls now, right? They have a diversity of people to look at. When you look at the history of the WWE women's division, the Attitude Era, when they brought back the women's championship title. You got to think about it. It was only two women. And you know who they put the title on? Jacqueline. The first African-American woman to be a world champion in but let's, in the WWE. Let's, let's let's remove titles. Fuck the titles. I don't give a fuck about right now. Championship belts is the least of the conversation. The fact is, you had. So, what did you think about Jacqueline? That's the not you, Dave Meltzer. Was you only happy when Sable had the championship? Because if those two women didn't play hot potato with that world title before Ivory and them showed up, yep. you wouldn't even have the lineage though that belt has today. Exactly. So when you sit back and you look at these situations, it starts making you think every commentary that Dave Meltzer had on these women were fucking violating. And the sad part is, it's what he didn't say is what bothers me the most. Right. So you just now... What if some young girl gets into professional wrestling, I, I stated this before, and she brings up Meltzer, 
And she looks at the Meltzer report, and now she realizes she's too dark to get into the wrestling business. It's she only realized that that realization is only reality because she only has the Meltzer report to go off of. Mm-hmm. What if she feels as if, oh, this is why Sasha is not ahead? It's not because of her bad attitude or whatever it may be allegedly. It's really because she's darker. Right. Is that the reason why Alicia Fox is not getting ahead? Because she's dark skinned? So did Naomi get the belt? Was she a token? These are the questions that he's now putting in not only women of color, of men of color. Now, ironically, before this young woman, uh, Ronnie, what's her last name? Ronnie Nicole. Ronnie Nicole brought this up. Ironically, me and you were saying, I said, yo, passed by the fucking Barclays, saw Bobby Lashley's picture up there. Next day it was replaced by a Roman. I say to myself, maybe they don't want no niggas on the ads since they ain't representing no niggas. Well, you know, Austin, and, you know, I want to I want to bring up something. Um, somebody had asked Steve Austin on this podcast, why do I you know, think that um, there he, would never be a, a, a black champion in the modern day era? He made a point in the though. main event. You know, or like why 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 do they not see um, African American wrestlers in a top position? In, 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 in such companies like the WWE. I think, and what did Steve Austin say? They're there, but... It's not, the, a, lot, it's not a lot of them. He's not allowing them to connect with the fans. Right, and also, you got to think about it. To every black wrestler, there are six to seven white wrestlers. Yep. So when you only got maybe 10 black wrestlers in the company, Vince is more directed on the Latin America market because there is no African, allegedly... In Vince's eyes, there might not be an African-American market because he sees it as all of an American market. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's trying to book Africa. Right. If he he's, was, he, then If maybe. he was, then maybe. And he does book Africa. But the point is I'm trying to make is he focuses on the Spanish market because he got it. He focused on the Irish market because, because they're he there. Right. He focuses on these markets because they're there. Nakamura's there. The African-American market has American in it, therefore... He think he sees them as a part of the normal show. Now, at one point in time, do I think there was a time that I can point out to you guys that he was trying to find an African-American champion? Yes, and that's a conversation for another day mm-hmm. when I got to start pulling out my receipts. But the point, and, and anybody who don't know, receipts means proof of what you're talking about. Right. Um, but when you go- look at Bobby Lashley, now I can say, well, did Bobby get buried because of his complexion? Because if that was a white boy with that build, he might have been the man. Bobby Lashley would be on top of the fucking moon right now. Right. But but wait, there is a white guy with that look. That's Brock Lesnar. Brock to me, Brock Lesnar looks more dominant. Brock Lesnar has a shit eating grin. Mm-hmm. He looks when I, if I saw Bobby Lashley in the street, I'm not gonna cross the street. Bobby Lashley does not look threatening. Brock looks very threatening and is not based off of his physical build is based off of his face alone mm-hmm. Brock looks like he'll chew, he'll chew something up and eat him up eat him right. up eat him up me personally I would like I've said before in this podcast I will fight Brock privately in a cage with no audience because I know I could put the brakes on him I could beat I could beat the brakes off him that's just my personal opinion anybody can disagree whatever the point is Brock looks intimidating. So Brock visually has an intimidation. Brock also can quarterback it. Lashley, if we walk down an alley, I think Lashley would cross on me before I cross on him. Mm. 
You get what I'm saying? He doesn't have that threatening look. Steve Austin looked like a fucking serial killer. Yep. Let's keep it real. All so, right? Triple H looks like the white boy who would stab you in your fucking back but can visually back it up. The Rock looked like the pretty boy who with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. These are those things. So, but then... You can't say colorism because The Rock got a chance, but Samoans has always got an opportunity. Exactly. Look at The New Day. The New Day said, we wanted the opportunity not to sing and dance, and look what ended up happening to them. The singing and dancing. Singing and dancing and fucking twerking. <clears throat> slinging pancakes. Slinging pancakes. Cereal and, and ice shirt. cream bars. And they're making their money. Right. But they should be taken serious. Bobby Lashley has been pushed to the back of the, bla- the, back of the bottom of the bottom rung of the ladder. How about, how about Ron Killings? Ron Killings. Now, here's a person. Now, everywhere else, black champions are recognized. Yep. Uh, TNA crowned Ron Killings as world champion. Yep. Two times he's held the NWA World, world Heavyweight, heavyweight Championship. He's in all of the lore, even currently today. Um, also, MVP has held championships everywhere he went. Exactly. He was the first IWGP Intercontinental Champion, U.S. Champion, well, he was champion. the first IWGP Intercontinental? First, yes. Right, there you go. So he hasn't touched the world belt. But the point is, you look at Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons was considered a world champion, became the WWE, and he's Farouk. Exactly. So, okay, does the E have a problem? They might have a problem with the African-American experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they put are, the tag- these, are these guys getting into Vince's air, or can they figure out a way to get into Vince's air to book them? If I was in that company... I would have gotten to Vince's ear and be like, yo, Vince, like, yo, I need that world title. Every time he would have saw me, every time I went to Gorilla, you know what I said? Oh, you got a world title for me? I would have pissed him off because I would have brought it up every fucking day. But the ironic thing about it is magazines and things of this nature, especially, or just whatever interview Mm -hmm. you hear from somebody, you know, that work for WWE, they say, well, look, Vince wants to know what's going on inside of your mind. So that you can be proactive so, to talk to him so that you can come up with something. Right. So again, he's very approachable. But what if Vince is hitting everybody with I'm busy? And what if the the problem is there's fifty agents that's blocking you from getting to Vince and going straight to Vince is a problem? What if Vince wants that, but what if Vince is too archaic for his own company? See, Triple H ain't got no problem with booking uh black men as champions. He I mean, booked um Langston won Langston, the NXT title. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at that, and Langston was a dominant NXT champion. Right. So what if the problem is Vince, though he understands this business better than anyone, is outdated in key areas? And what if he needs to get out we need him to get out the way to get that crowned, not universal champion. The WWE, WWE championship. championship. Now you got people who say The Rock, but The Rock seems like he considers himself more Samoan and it has been announced. Let's touch on that for a second. From 19... I would probably say from 1974 all the way up until I would probably say 88. Mm-hmm. You've had three black challengers for the WWF championship. And I, you brought this up earlier, and keep going, because right. what I'm about to say might go against that, but go ahead. Big Cat Ernie Ladd, challenge for the WWE championship. Butch Reed, challenge for the WWE championship. Right. Bad News Brown. Let's keep it real. Challenge for the um, WWE championship. None of those motherfuckers would have been able to carry that world title. Not at that point in the world, 
Not at that point in American history. Not at that point in professional wrestling. You put the title on each one of them and your booking drops. The WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. They might have been better in the NWA, but it might have been even worse because now you're in the you're in the Rust Belt, you're in the, you're South. In the Bible Belt, you're in all those places, you're in the, on the Red Belt, you're in all those places but where. He, but in the South, those things work because if but you they look were at never it, NWA champions. Maybe not so. No, I mean facts. Yeah, they, they, yeah that's yeah, true. true. They were never NWA champions. But a junkyard dog was was a was a Mid South North American champion, and that was the biggest title in um, Mid South. And he was the biggest draw in professional wrestling within the Southern region as a black man. Right. But the, the, but but look at the booker men of that time. Eric Watts. I mean, um, not Eric Watts. Cowboy Bill Watts. Wasn't getting no fucking world title on no nigga. And I'm saying it just the way he was saying, no nigga getting no world title around here. Well, I mean, professional wrestling was the good old boys club. And, and let me tell you something. It might still be the good old boys club when it comes to the big boy companies. Because now you got Fox as investors. Mm-hmm. You got public investors. What if the word is, I don't want to see no nigga with no world title? That that could that could possibly be a conversation. Probably, yeah. yeah. We don't want no niggas. But, you know what I'm saying? If, but if this is supposed to be a sport full of diversity, you um, need to have that. Hold on. The problem is, not the problem, the situation is, the sport is diverse. The world champion is not. There's blacks in the company. Of course. There's Hispanics. Mexicans has got more opportunity in the WWE than any nigga has in the WWE. Let's keep it real. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. You telling me Ray Mysterio got a world title before Farouk, who carried a portion of that show? Who was what was a dominating? Com- who doesn't remember Farouk? You can go look up Farouk right now on YouTube, and them them shits are some of the funniest parts and mm-hmm. the most dominating parts of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I get a black man and whip his ass, and and if YouTube gets at me for saying that, then then call me a bad actor. So be it. But the point is, I'm trying to say, Farouk. I sent my boy some clips, and he was like, "Yo, Farouk should have been world champion." Everyone that said was that. A, these are white boys who are saying this. Farouk should have been world champion. First of all, the reputation. Imagine if it was Farouk and Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14. That shit would have drew money. With Farouk going in as champion and dropping the belt to Steve Austin, or even the challenger. Or I don't see Farouk as the challenger, but I see Farouk holding the title to pass to Steve. We wouldn't argue with that. This was the guy. Did he pass the IC title to Steve? No. He didn't. Neck was broken at the time. He He didn't didn't even get get an Intercontinental title title shot. You know he. Right. He, he, he challenged, but he didn't fight. He didn't win it. He fought Owen Hart in the finals for the title. That's right. And Owen also helped hit, Owen get the get the Owen title. hits Farouk in the head, title right. thrown in the ring, and then Owen gets the win, blah, 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 right. which continued there. But here's a guy who was world's heavyweight champion in WCW, which was at the time the biggest moment in history within that portion of the modern era. And Dusty booked that. Dusty Rhodes booked that. Okay? Prior to him, Bearcat Williams was world champion in Los Angeles. He beat Freddie Blassie for the world's title out there in Los Angeles. Was it the WCW title? It was the WWA Heavyweight Championship. Look what company you said. Los Angeles. And that was an What did you say? WWA? WWA. And that was an NWA territory, mind So check this out. Holds no factor to WCW, WWE. Of course not. Of course not. Farouk... Number one, being one of the only African American world champions that's recognized at the top of the roster. Right. They took a chance with him, and that that title reign only lasts what one month. 
No, his run was uh four months. I think it was either four to five months. You sure? His I mean, run. The, the, um, what's his name? You hear me? What's his name? If, if you look Ron, up, Ron Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> WCW World Championship run. Um, for some reason, I thought it was a month, no, and I could be one hundred percent. I know I'm one hundred percent wrong. You can bring it up right now. Here we go. Let's see. Ron Simmons. I'm looking at, let's see, two-time All-American. Because he ended up dropping the title back to Vader. uh, Like, in October. Let's see something. So, sorry for us taking our time. We're looking Mm -hmm. up a little bit. Um... It's funny how they got all this history. Did the person who put together his Wikipedia forget about something? Jesus Christ. Um August of nineteen August second, nineteen ninety two, he won the title. When did he drop it? He ended up dropping the title uh December thirtieth, nineteen ninety two. Okay, good. He had a good reign with it. Five months. I would like to I would like to know what the booking committee at the time was thinking as he was champion. I would like to know what Dave Meltzer notes were if he was recording, if he was putting out stuff at this time, what he was thinking. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Because, because this is let's not spin off what the conversation is about. Got- it's about Dave Meltzer, and I think it's time that Dave Meltzer shuts the fuck up and never talks on wrestling again. At the end of the day, man, it's real simple. Be factual about doing your job. Don't be an asshole. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. He's being factual because he told his truth. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying like this. Don't be an asshole about doing your job. If you are critiquing the sport of wrestling, do that. But don't get into colorism. Don't get into sexism. Don't get into bullshit. Because he's basing everything off of his dick now. Or his brain. No, his dick. He doesn't have... He has a brain, but he obviously he's basing women's wrestling off of his dick, which is fucked up. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm saying no. Do you think Dave Meltzer should still be allowed to be considered a voice in professional wrestling based on... Because a lot was exposed in that one comment. I just think now he became a minimum voice. Right, and... He's a voice... He's now a voice with minimum value. Volume and value. And I think that um, if he really wants to survive in this thing and hold on to that quote-unquote holy grail and perch of his... He got to come correct or don't come correct at all. I don't, and, and if I see anybody, I, if people want to support him, I support him. But if you're still going to support Meltzer, then you are supporting his train of thought, unfortunately. And I and I want to thank that woman for, within four, excuse me, within four short minutes, mm-hmm. sending out the shots of doom to him. And those four short minutes was more important than everything he said in his whole career because this and this and this uh, and let me tell you something. Um, I call white people niggas too. This white ass nigga um, exposed himself, and I think Alvarez should get as far as away from him as possible. I think Alvarez should start doing shit on his own. Dave, unfortunately, Dave Meltzer is never gonna stop. No, close not. He's never gonna stop. But. Now I know how he thinks about every woman of color. Now, question: What's her nationality? Is she white? Is she Spanish? Peyton, yeah, is Australian. She is Caucasian. She is a white woman. So, oh, let me say that again. She is a. Well, niche. you got black people who live she, in Australia. She is. A, she is a Caucasian 
woman from Australia. That's what she is. Yeah. Let me look this up. I'm looking up Peyton Royce right now. Sydney, Australia. So I don't get it. Is she not pasty enough for you? She's a she's 5'7", 132 pounds. She's she's a thin girl. Well, how much how you do you want her to, do you want a skeleton wrestling in the ring? Because the sad part is this is bait now I can't listen to anything he says about the woman because it's based off of just sex with him. Mm-hmm. And it's based off and I hate to sound like I'm a feminist or I'm this, that, and the other. I'm stating a fact. He proved that everything he judges when it comes to the woman is based off how he would fuck uh, based off of what he wants to fuck. Mm. And I don't want to hear him I don't I don't I don't I think he should I think his voice should be removed. He's done nothing great. He's why didn't you try to get your why didn't you start your own fed why you didn't maybe you didn't want to. Everybody has said Dave, you know so much. Run your own shit. Do I, your own damn right. thing. Right, but then again, now at this point, you would never get no one dark to be a champion because look how he just judged her straight oh, of off course, of that. Of course, of course. You know, Dave Meltzer with his five star, his six star, and seven star, he can't even keep his own system in order now. And when you start saying, ah, and maybe in the middle of your conversation, I think you should get rid of it. To me, Peyton Royce is a decent size. I don't give a fuck. I just want to know if she can perform. Who gives a fuck about the race? That's the most important thing. What I like to see, ring. and I want, I want women. I for me personally, I would like to see more African American women in the company because I want to know that there's other females. If I have daughters, I want them to be able to look yeah, up. I want them to, yeah. so to look at a woman of their race, just like Australian women should be able to look at her mm-hmm. and not go to stat and the other. But it's nothing wrong with pasty. It's nothing wrong with this. But who gives a fuck if the bitch is not attractive to you? Your your attraction to her means nothing. Exactly. You know, you sound like a fucking pedophile, unfortunately. I mean, every... Even though it's not a pedophile situation. Right. You just you, you sound like an old fucking creep. I commend the women on the WWE roster for standing by Peyton on this. As they should. And the women in the independent circuits, if they did. I also commend the, the men that stepped up to stand in solidarity with... Peyton on this situation, lacing in on Dave. That needed to be done. I consider him a fuck boy and a cunt. And anybody within the company that still does business with Dave Meltzer, leaks him information, gives him stuff and this, that, and the other, you niggas is fuck boys and cunts too. And Vince to start tracking you down and getting you fired. So at the end of the day, man, this is what it comes down to. Yeah, it's time for it's time. It's time for Dave Meltzer to sit down and it's time for his commentary to no longer be a part of the future of professional wrestling. And I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to, to talk about professional wrestling, but it's really time for him to sit back and let the new generation mm-hmm. bring their voices in. So what it comes down to is, is that if you if you really wanted to be sincere and you and I'm and I'm a cap on what you said, mm-hmm. I'm hitching my I'm hitching my, my skateboard onto the um onto it. If he really wanted to be sincere about his apology, because he says, oh, I, I thank her for reaching out to me and letting me know how she felt about the situation. She didn't I reach out to you, nigga. She blacked on you. You know, I apologize. I'm sorry. You don't say that shit in the first place. It's the same exact thing. My mother used to say something. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have done it in the right. first place. And unfortunately, she's right. And in reality, he's dead wrong. And yeah. I can't, he's just not that dude. And I don't want him nowhere near. 
I think it's over. I think his commentary should stop. He is already he's already a cesspool of I say twenty to thirty percent of the damage in the business mm-hmm. when it comes to how fans view the business. Yeah. Um, I I think you should be able to talk about wrestling without spoiling wrestling, and he has spoiled wrestling for a lot of people. I don't listen to Meltzer. I at one point I think I read his stuff consistently for a year, and I felt like shit was inconsistent. Um. And I'm glad that people in the company are having podcasts now to put them down. But I want to move the topic along a little. And because we talked on this for about 50 minutes and we were supposed to do three shows today. But unfortunately, we're not going to get to it, but we're going to get to it next week. Um, Now that I think about it, would you been when you would you have been happy? I'm standing in the same uh, dome of conversation. Would you would you been would you have bought a Ron Simmons T-shirt if he was champion? Would you have said that's my champion? Yes, that's that's all I want to know. When The Rock won the championship, did you feel like that was a win for you? Because for me, it didn't feel like a win for. I wanted someone my complexion with that title. The Rock was entertaining to watch, but you, I never felt like he was our champion. No, because I just personally think that um, he really didn't identify himself as. An African-American wrestler because he's Afro-Canadian plus Samoan. So There is no Afro-Canadian. Of course. But to me, (laughs) regardless of whatever you say it is, black is black. And that's all I got to say about that. Right. Whether Um, whether you might not want to acknowledge. You know what? Let me finish. Mm -hmm. Whether you might not want to acknowledge your blackness, black is black. And we're constantly reminded of that on a daily basis. So I want to say something very... Um, Both positive and negatively, I might add. Oh, he was born in California. Of course. You said Canada. His father's Canadian. Yeah, that doesn't... His, fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm about to say, you said Afro... I'm saying, wait a second. This nigga... I thought, uh, wait a second. Florida raised Canadian, uh, California born. I remember hearing him say that one time. Yeah. His he You are where you're born. Yeah. He, but his he, father's Canadian. His father... Fuck his father. No disrespect. He's a soul man, but still. Was he a soul man or was he a white man's coon? Because as people say, he ran to get Ric Flair's bags. He ran to get white wrestlers' bags. And also, was the is the reason why the business is the way it is because the black wrestlers did not stand their ground in the business of professional wrestling? They had to take the abuse, man. For, no, 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 Which no. Which was kind of fucked on. up. I get Hold what on. you're saying. They had to take the abuse. It was kind of fucked up, but they had to take the abuse. I mean... Yes, that means you just you just heard, you just justified them getting whipped across the. No, back. I don't. I don't. I don't condone that shit. I mean, come on. So here's the truth: they Let, didn't have to take. They the didn't abuse, have to take it, but they chose to because they wanted to get booked. So guess what? How many people, how many black men have stood up for themselves and still got the check cut? I think a lot of them. I think if they would have just let that white man fucking know, if if your if your talent is beyond, is if your talent is that great then you need to stand under no one. So you're not so to sit here and say, oh well, you know, I wanted to get book and I wanted to get work. You had to stay on with the good old boys. That's all right. It's like um Mike Tyson and Customato. And Tyson would say, Tyson said, you know, they tell you not to have sex and they tell you this and they tell you that. Mm-hmm. He goes, in reality you can have sex right before the fight. And then Tyson said, it's all psychological. It's just to keep you in order. Mm-hmm. So here's Tyson who's one of the greatest fighters at of of, of all time. Of current time and all time. Right. And even he acknowledged when it was a psychological fuck. 
This is before Don King introduces the Zoloft and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, um, and with that being said, clearly, what if the black wrestlers just would have said, nah, you don't talk to me like that. You don't do this like that. Maybe black wrestlers would be in a better position. And I'm going to say this for example. I can't get behind all of Dr. King's things. If they went and got German Shepherds, I would have gotten trained some German Shepherds. If you could turn on the fire hose, I'd have went and got a fire hose. Because the one thing I was always taught, when you bring, when you come to whip ass, you bring ass. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to get political with people, but allow me to say what I'm about to say. So when you come to get ass, you bring ass. Now, if you hit a bunch of white cops with fire hoses, what's the first thing they're going to stop doing? Is using fire, fire hoses. hoses you want to know why? Because they don't want to get hit like that no more. Right. What you going to do, ban black people from buying dogs? If you start getting sicked on by pit bulls, German shepherds, and chihuahuas, guess what you're going to stop using? You're going to stop using dogs. So when you get into a fight and you get punched in the face, the first thing you do is avoid getting punched in the face. Yep. So what if these wrestlers would have stood their ground? Then here's then, what here, then we would have had a different professional wrestling business. You're absolutely right. And I would also think that And uh, I do understand what you're saying. They had to take it. They didn't have to take it. They chose to take it, but maybe they didn't know they had the options to stand up for themselves. Could Coco Beware have been the champion? Yeah. Would we wanted Coco Beware to be champion? No. Well, Use a gimmick, my nigga. You know you, the new day is the new generation Coco Beware. And in 20 years, if they don't save their money, they'll be bringing pancakes out at 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. I look at it like this, right? I look at guys like New Jack, who didn't take shit from nobody in his business. From Cornette to Heyman and to everybody else that he's ever worked for, he's never took shit from anybody. But you know what? One, Mark Henry says something amazing. He goes, I didn't learn professional wrestling until I got around Jim Cornette. He said that on um his podcast. No, he said that on what's his name podcast. What's the fat white boy from um Hot ninety seven? Paul Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg. He said that on yeah Peter Rosenberg. He said that on his podcast, and he goes, he had to take me through and explain to me who the greatest man was and who's this and who's that. That shit crazy, but I learned a lot from him. Cornette knows how to book. Mm-hmm. If you would have left Cornette with the book, we would have had a black champion. Yeah. If we would have left. Paul Heyman would have definitely given us a black champion. Mm-hmm. I bet you Paul Heyman can book Lashley perfectly right now because he knows the weaknesses. Um, I think if Dusty was in charge, we would have got a black champion. Men and women. But the point I'm trying to make is, and to make a point, we have taken enough shit already and to have someone who is currently part of one of the voices, one of a large voice of professional wrestling, now throwing shots at a woman because she's not pasty enough for you fucks things up. But that is what that is. I mean, um, shit, we can even start our own fucking fed and put a, push our own champions. We did, remember? And let me tell you something. Everywhere I went, let me tell you how much of a lobbyist. I'm a, I'm a politician. Every fed I went to, I was like, I need, even when I was coming over to you guys, even though I, it, it didn't get to where we, I wanted to get, I, I, I'm pushing for the world fucking ch- title. You want to know why? Because I feel at 300 pounds, at 
five foot eleven, borderline six one, six one with wrestling boots on, six two, whatever with wrestling boots on. I don't give a fuck what no one say. I'm world championship material. I will accept the lesser belt with a guarantee of the world title. Mm-hmm. Also, I will also present to the promoter that you can trust me, and your world champion is the person you can trust the most. And that's how I look at it. So maybe a, maybe the black dudes need to start, and maybe the black guys start no, need to tell Vince, you can trust me. Because on the indies I'm seeing, you give the championship to the person you trust the most. And most times, it fucking works. And believe it or not, say what you want about Triple H. Triple H held us down when there was no one they can put the title on. Triple yep. H was more a champion by 15-time champion by default than anybody. Even when he dropped the belt to Roman, it took Triple H and Vince to come out of character, to come back into character to get Roman over. Mm-hmm. There was no one else to get Roman over. Triple H had to be the one. Vince had to interject, and single-handedly, that's the only time Roman was popped when Vince stepped in. I look at ROH right about now. Ring of Honor. As an example mm-hmm. of um, what's right with the sport of professional wrestling. Look at Jay Lethal. I'm not saying it because he's champion. Right now, Jay Lethal is the right person to be champion, he whether a, white or black. He is a two-time holder of the ROH heavyweight championship. But most important, Jay is reliable. Exactly. Now, did he harass this chick? Did he uh, uh, present words of rape allegedly to her? Who fucking knows? If he did, fuck him. Fire him and get him out the business if he didn't. But Randy Orton pulling this old Hollywood trick. Yes, people, that's an old Hollywood game where you pull your dick out, you rub your hand on your dick, and you shake the person's hand. Sometimes it's done behind your back. Sometimes it's done in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm segueing on purpose because we, we talked enough on race. I don't want people to think that two black men is just focusing on race. But um, Randy's a little disgusting. Mm-hmm. He has been known allegedly to shit in women's bags. Word. Only person allowed to do that is Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac. The one, two, three kid. He can, he's the only person allowed to shit in a woman's bag politically correctly. And shit in a sandwich. And shit in a sandwich. He's the only person. But to go up to someone, put your hand, pull your dick out, whether small or huge, to intimidate them and tell them to shake your hand is foul. And WWE, if this is true, which it probably is, allegedly, immediate action should be taken and he should be removed from WWE completely. If you could remove Hogan for a sex tape and saying the word nigga, I'm pretty sure you could remove Randy for pulling his dick out and violating your staff. How many women did he do this to? How many men did he pull this on? Writers and shit. Writers, producers, this, that, and the other. Did people laugh because they was happy it wasn't happening to them? Or did they laugh because it finally happened to them? What's next? Did Randy say, yo, hold my dick while I get my hands ready? What if he did, What if this shit went further than what we talked about? You know, funny thing, Ken Anderson mentioned how like Randy dipped his balls in Ken's boots. Now, ironically, before you said anything, you know what I have on my screen? Kenny shoots on Randy's penis. <laughs> so they're in the shower. They're the last so, two guys in the. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna go off for a second. Last two guys in the locker room. As Ken is doing his thing, getting dressed, Randy comes out, takes his dick and his balls, and he's dipping his 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 shit inside Ken's boots. And Ken is looking at him like, "Yo, what the fuck, man?" Did Ken like, beat his ass? Ken was like, "Listen, ain't nobody in, ain't nobody here doing this shit. What this shit is not fucking funny." The question is, I would have beat his ass. 
he would have came out that ring uh, that night with two black eyes, and I'd have broke something. You would have fired me, but then I would have sued WWE because Ra- Randy For does represents the company. Yep. So I would have sued everybody. I'd have sued WWE. I'd have sued Randy personally. Mm-hmm. I would have sued anyone that was in that room who let that shit happen. I would have had six or seven lawsuits rolled out the next fucking day. That's foul. It is. So, and if he has a history of doing this, then you have to now look at the man Vince and go, this is extremely disgusting. This is toilet humor. This is what you find funny, though it's on record saying he loves toilet humor. Is this what you find funny? Ribbing and hazing is one thing, but then when you are like- I don't harass- support no- when, when, when you're harassing somebody on that level- that's something you just right. Think. I support no form of hazing. I think it's the worst thing. I think it's violating. I think it's morally violating. And how do you get the best out of? Maybe that's why we never got the best out of Ken Anderson because you got someone like this fucking animal over here violating people and doing shit like that. Yeah. And then you're supposed to go out there and lace up your boots and have a match with this dude while he's laughing in your face. You know what I'm saying? So Randy, maybe Randy should be removed from the company. Maybe he shouldn't work anymore. I've always thought that. You know, it's not that Randy's a bad talent. It's not that he's this, but this is zero tolerated. And imagine if this was the Attitude Era. He would have got away with 50 times more. Mm-hmm. But this is a publicly traded company. There's certain behaviors you oh, just yeah. can't and engage I in. And I would have sued the shareholders because mm-hmm. you should be aware that he's doing it. Oh, I would have sued at least 10 to 20 people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Sue every- I'm in a lawsuit situation right now. I'm suing everybody. You want to play that game? I'm suing everybody. I don't give a fuck if a rabbit was in the room. Who owns the rabbit? Bitch, you're getting sued too. You get what I'm saying? So I got you. This is this is demeaning. This is violating. And maybe we didn't get the best out of Ken Anderson because we got the worst out of Randy. And Randy is. And then if you gave him a 10 year contract after that, because I'm pretty sure that's when the new contract was given to him after that. What you just did was protect the next 10 years of his bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you told him it was okay. Now. I got a question for Mr. Randy Orton, though he'll never hear this podcast, or if he does hear this podcast, I hope you're okay when some little boy dips his nuts in your daughter's coffee or your daughter's juice, or when she gets that job at a major corporation and she has to shake someone's hand who pulls their dick out and go, if you don't shake my hand, it's going to be a problem, or some bitch pulls her pussy out, rubs her pussy after her period and stends her hand and say, welcome to the party, pal. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to be What's good disgusting. for the game is good for the goose, man. Right. I'm not trying to be disgusting. But this man who has daughters, who has this, you're okay with this. So when I meet your wife in the street and she comes to a restaurant or if I own a business or something, it's okay. I could pull my dick out and extend my hand and go, hey, welcome to such and suches. <laughs> because now if you could do that to another man, another man should be allowed to do that back to you and more. Yep. You know, so now you're violating people as human beings. If if you both are homosexuals and you want to say, hey, you want to tug on my dick and you guys want to rope and dope each other's dicks. That's your business. Then that's your business. But you're, to, but you're walking up to a heterosexual man creating and, and doing a homosexual act, which is your freedom to do so, to violate and demean another human being. You know, and what, shitting in people's bags, doing this, doing that is... Maybe Vince should be moved out the way if this is the person you guarantee gave him a ten year guaranteed contract to. Do they have to? How many more years of this shit they got to put up they with? Should, no one should have to deal with that. And I did. If someone did that to me, I'm going to jail because I'm going to stomp you in the dick until you cannot breathe anymore. I'm straight up and down. I used to run a strip club, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you a true story. They got this on record. I used to um, 
the guys used to play something called the dollar game, and they would cut a hole in their pants pocket and put their, 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 their dick as much as they can get to it into the pocket. And the girls would have to go get the dollar, but their dollar would be wrapped around their penis soft or hard. So there was this one guy who kept doing it. So when he came into the club, I used to manage a club called Billy Dings out in North Belmore, Long Island. And he came to the club, and I said, look, you pull your dick out. I'm dead ass. I'm coming in the lap dance room, and I'm putting your foot, my foot right on your dick. Oh, I don't play that game. He goes in. He gets the lap dance. I'm looking at the room. I look at the girl, look up at the camera. I come back upstairs. He's, he's standing there. The music was blasting loud. I moved her out the way. It was a small three-by-three three room I, with, a, with, a, with a couch. I went in there, stepped right on his dick. Mm. He screamed. He said, yo, what the fuck are you doing? I said, didn't I tell you, nigga, if you pull your motherfucking dick out in this club, I'm putting my foot on your dick. I told you I'm going to be the only person touching it tonight. Oh, he yelled and he screamed. But why should a woman, even, even if she's in a strip club, should she be sexually harassed? No. You got men walking around with their underwear, women in bras and and tights walking around, and you're violating people. What if all the women are uncomfortable and they don't know what to say? Exactly. I don't mean to dwell on that. But that's just one of the things. Um, What else is there in wrestling news today before we close the show out? Oh, man. Let me see here. Uh, Can we talk about the Cabana punk situation? Yes. We need to talk about that shit. Let's close out on that. Um... We're going to catch up on everything else next week because it's going on 11 o'clock over Word. here. Um, and what's his name This text me? He's in the middle of a dispute with his wife. He won't. He can't come get it. But we're, I'm going to, I got to walk to Target to pick up something for a birthday no gift doubt. anyway. So we'll walk to the train. But long story short, um, Colt Cabana needs to – I'm not going to say what I feel. I, obviously, I already leaked it out that I feel he needs to man up. But do you feel Punk is responsible for paying his due, his bill? If you, you put it in writing and you say you're gonna do it and you're gonna keep your, if you're saying you're gonna keep your word, yes. keep your word. If you got it in writing, fucking do that now, shit. Now I'm one of those people who's a man of their word. Mm-hmm. I've proven that time and time again. Um and that's no and that's not for me to even prove. But the point of the situation is, Cole Cabana, you wanted that story on your podcast. That that moment that was the hottest moment in wrestling. That, mm-hmm. two, that those two episodes, those three hours or four hours of podcasting. You yep. wanted it just as bad. If you wanted it just as bad, then you should be able to take the heat. I think it's a little bit foul that he's suing him. If Punk had paid off some of the shit already, I can understand it. But in reality, he shouldn't be responsible. You joined the lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? You didn't comply when the, when they wanted you to take him down. It's your right to keep it up. That's your right to press. That's your right. That's your journalistic right. But at the same time, y- you. When you showed up to court and agreed to be a part of the lawsuit, then you should you should have just shown up as a witness and not be a part of it. That's all you should have did. You should have not complied to the subpoena. You should have acted as if you never received it. You should have just stood all the way the fuck out of it and let CM Punk handle it. We all knew CM Punk was going to win the case. My only problem with this thing with Punk is, is that all this shit became topsy-turvy because... Cole Cabana went to a WWE show and went to say what's up to the boys. Like how every other wrestler that's who, now Punk is a present, bitch for that. Past the president has ever done. They go there, they say, hey, what's going on? What's going was talk, this, this, that, and the third, just to say what's up, because he got friends there. But can you be mad at him? 
you can't be mad at him for going up to say hello to his boys that he worked with on the indies that he came up with. All of them dreamed to be in WWE. Colt Cabana even got a shot. It didn't work out for him. Right. But at the same time, how dare you disrespect him by saying he's not my friend because he went to go say hi to to to, to these guys at a show. He's no di- see see Punk is no dis no. I'm gonna stop saying no disrespect. I mean it with all disrespect if you take it like that. Punk is one of those dudes. Oh, I can't believe you went and said hello. I've shooken hands with niggas who've hated me, just to just not out of respect. I'm just not gonna let you bitch me out. In any way, mentally or any form or this, that, and the other. Right. So to tell a person he can't go be friends with somebody. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? You're just a dirty fucking kid with a Pepsi Cola tattoo who got lucky and married a chick who might be too, who might have been dumb enough to actually give you your time and day. Be happy. You're getting regular pussy. The emo thing doesn't work anymore, Mr. Punk. It's over with. It died in 2003. At the end of the day, man, it's real simple, right? If you don't like your ex job, then fuck it. You right. don't have to go. But you, you, don't, you I have can't stop you, have, you. You have every right not to go where you don't want to go. So now here's what happens. Everyone who supports you now now oh, sees your enemy. you. Now 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 they now they see you as an asshole. Should, so should he be allowed to show up to all in? To sign autographs the Actually, day before. You, you know what I think is going to happen. He's going to pull out. He's going to get. He's he's going to have to pull out now. No, he doesn't have to pull out, but he will because I think he'll show up. You want to know why? Because CM Punk he, loves punishment. Yes, but he got he got booed out. He got booed at at an event, and 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 it was in Chicago, and the fans were chanting, Cabana. Maybe it's time. Maybe maybe it's time for him to go on back to WWE and work that heel mode since you're in it. But it, since he's in it, but it's so disrespectful that, and you know what? A lot of the wrestling business is like that. You shook his hand, so I can't fuck with you. You know, a lot of these indie locker rooms are like this. And this goes back to when I talked about the bitch assness of professional wrestling. The part that's a bitch where the locker room is on this infinite, like, oh, you over there? People do it in all fields. But in a business where we have to trust each other with our bodies, I think you motherfuckers should stand all the way back. And protect. And instead of being bitches and complaining, work together so we can help get each other over. And makes and make this money, man. Shit, there's so much money out here in professional wrestling that can be made. We all can eat together. Everyone can make bread together. Don't be on some shit because you don't like so and so. You don't mm-hmm. like this person. You don't like. So the fuck what? Right. You're one of the Poli- real politicians. Don't like each other on a day to day basis, but guess what? They, They're sitting in fucking Congress on a daily basis, and they curse each other out on a regular. And the bitch assness there is just as high as a WWE locker room or an indie locker room. Yep. But the but but the points we're we're pointing out, not trying to make because we're making our points. The points that we're pointing out to people is that CM Punk has he's officially the greatest emo of all time, and I'm done. And I wouldn't, th- I wouldn't think a person who's so stern and so dominant on his belief system would actually bitch up and get upset because someone said hello. So do you divorce your wife for going to say hi to the girls that she used to wrestle with? Or does she get a pass because you stick dick in pussy? I think I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah. So, look. We was uh we wanted to do three shows today. Next week, we will be giving you our review on the whole G1 Climax. 
Okay. We're gonna go over that. We got a way we're gonna approach this. We're gonna we're gonna give you guys a better New Japan show. We heard your responses. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna definitely be talking about All In. Right. Hopefully by next week we'll uh, before All In we'll have our first shirt out on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> um, we're we're gonna start. We're gonna try to roll you guys out a shirt a month. Um, I got a real special one for us for uh, just that and the other. I thought someone almost snatched it up. But they changed it. It was different. I was like, okay, I got to jump on this. But long story short, you guys, um, we're going to be uh, giving you as much video content. We're, we're, we're building up the video content. We have to make sure that we're not falling asleep. I'm not saying just Mark, just us looking tired. <laughs> um, uh, we love and respect this business. I will always defend women of color. I will always defend the women in the wrestling business. I will always defend the right business in the wrestling business. Word. There's no there's no room for colorism. There's no room for sexual harassment. And there's no room for bitch assness. No more in the business of professional wrestling. No Every wrestler is his personal company. And to me, that's one company violating another company. You guys file 1099, not W-2s. So if you're going to be a business... Act like you're a business. Word. And if you're gonna be in one of the biggest companies in the the biggest company in the world, act like that. Because I tell you now, if that was Randy doing that to me, I would have dead ass beat the fuck out of him, and they would have fired me. And if he want to come test me, come test me. As they say it on Flatbush, oh, gunman run down. Come on. Randy wouldn't even fucking last. I'll break, doing that shit. Yeah, I'll I'll beat the brakes off of him. I, I mean, I'm be honest with you. I beat the brakes off of someone who tried something like that many years ago, in Pedro's gym. Mm-hmm. And like, and like everybody said, Dietrich, chill. This that. No, 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 no. We're not going to do this pissing on my bag shit. This that and the other. And I can and I beat the brakes off of him. And Chris and them got in the way and stopped me. And it was one of the guys from the other group that would come there on Saturdays. I forget their names. Wasn't your group? It was another group. Hmm, okay. But you, you, you pissed on me and Marty's. They pissed on me and Marty's bags, and I convinced to beat the shit out of them. And all everybody said, Dietrich, you're angry. No, he violated me. Now I had no more problems. That was my only problem. But that is what it is. I thank you guys for listening to me and Mark go off. We were not all over the place like bird shit. We we produced two straight forward, hard hitting shows for you guys. We know our listener base is small. But we're going to grow with you one listener at a time. Word. If you guys have any questions or emails, please email me and Mark at teamddod at gmail.com where we can go over. We want all the responses, whether you like it, whether you hate it. Um, I want to send a special thanks out for uh, what's her name, Fire in the Cannon. Ronnie Nicole. This episode is dedicated to her, if you're okay with that, Mark. Oh, of course, definitely. And we'll send her to her to let her know that we wouldn't have had this particular talk or this particular episode if it wasn't for her. Because as women like her, just because the person, whether man or woman, doesn't make it to the WWE, does not, the people of color, just because they are not in the WWE or have not made it to the WWE yet, WWE yet doesn't mean they are not paving the way for people of color to be able to get into this business and do exactly what they need. Right. Um, that's what it's about. And we need more people like her speaking up. We need more people like Dave Meltzer shutting down. And to all the people of color in the business of professional wrestling, and I think Mark will quarterback me on saying this, 
it's time that we make sure we protect each other and make sure that we are getting those world titles and those championships. And those opportunities, and, man. And those opportunities and not to take shit from no one based off of race and skin complexion. Word. You know, because at the end of the day, though she is a white woman, who knows what her heritage is? Maybe she is part black. Maybe she is part Hispanic. Maybe she is part uh, uh, Spanish. Maybe she is part whatever she is, but she should not be violated because she's too dark. Or she and, don't fit the look, or she don't or fit, fit the, the look. mold of of a what of a one one man's um, erection, right. you know. So it is what it is. We thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for supporting the show. Please, we're going to try to give you the best content possible. We are fine. I think we finally found our sounds in the last this episode and 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 this episode and the other episode. We'll try to give you more personal uh, more personal conversation versus just shooting the shit on professional wrestling. Though what Facts. we do is shoot the shit on professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck Randy. Fuck Dave. That's it. Maybe Randy should pull his dick out on Dave and then let Dave shake his hand. I bet you Dave would love to write the story about the dick shake. He'll give him five stars. He'll give him five stars. But maybe Randy only got three. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> on that note we're out